Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for joining us to listen to a portion of the series on Esau and the Palestinians. Esau and the Palestinians is a five-hour audio series that deals with tracing from Esau, the twin brother of Jacob, all the way to the present-day Palestinian people. There is a history that needs to be looked at. We need to look at the past. We need to look at prophecy as it relates to what will happen to these descendants of Esau. And then we need to look at the present and see how this is all coming together. That's exactly what we do in the five-hour audio series on Esau and the Palestinians. I hope that this will be a blessing to you as we study the Word of God together. And now, an introduction to Esau and the Palestinians. Genesis chapter 25. Want to look at the delivery, want to look at the deception, want to look at the departure, the devastation, and the dispersion of these two brothers. Genesis chapter 25 and verse 19. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. And uh, verse 21, and Isaac entreating the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him. In other words, Isaac prayed to the Lord. The Lord heard his prayer. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Now we're getting to down something very important like here. Verse 22, and the children struggled together within her. Before they were even born, what we're going to see happening between Jacob and Esau, Israel and Edom, was happening. This was a foretaste of things to come. In their mother's womb, in Rebekah's womb, Isaac's boys, Esau and Jacob, were struggling already. Look at verse 22. Uh, excuse me, verse 23. She went to the Lord, inquired of the Lord why this was happening. Verse 23, and the Lord said unto her, now put asterisks beside verse 23. This is key. Two nations are in thy womb, and two matter of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. God lays down the principle upon which he is going to love Jacob and hate Esau. God lays it down. In thy womb, those struggling boys that are in there right now, Rebecca, are two nations. And the elder is going to serve the younger. It's an absolute. Now, you must remember, in the Jewish families, all the way from the beginning... The firstborn was the one that received the blessing, got the honor, and carried on the task. And before the temple came into existence with the priestly order, they were the priest of God. They were the representative of the eldest. The father was the representative of God to the family. And the firstborn would receive that. Here, God, before they're even born, says the younger is going to serve uh, the elder is going to serve the younger, and there are going to be two nations within. Verse 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins born in her womb. Uh, remember now, these are the first twins that came into existence. The first came out, he was red, all over, like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. 
That's interesting. There's so much in the names. We just don't have a time to develop all this. Let me just run ahead. Verse 26, And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And his name is the fact that he would take hold of the heel. And Isaac was threescore when she bare them. This is the birth. This is the delivery of these two sons. The elder is supposed to serve the younger according to God's pronouncement before their birth. And there were going to be two nations that came out of Rebekah's womb. As we think about the delivery, let's also think about the cell of the birthright. Some of these things are old hat to you, but I want to rehearse them in your mind because we need to have these solid as we go and come to an understanding of why we see what's happening in the Middle East is taking place. Verse 27, And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. And the story goes that Esau goes out to hunt in the field, and he comes back, and he's, he's just starving to death. He has no food. And, uh, and Jacob had uh, prepared uh, some pottage that he had. He was going to eat, and Esau comes and says, I'm starving, Jacob. Can I have some of that? And Jacob says, I'll tell you what, I'll sell you this, but you've got to trade me your birthright. I want to have the position of being the number one son. You give me your birthright, I'll give you this. And the story, of course, you remember, goes that Esau says, okay, I'm starving to death, man. What is it going to matter if I die? If I don't get something to eat, this birthright is not going to mean a thing to me. So give me the food. And he despised his birthright. Verse 34, then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of the lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright, the delivery and the sell of the birthright from Esau to Jacob. Now go to chapter 27 of the book of Genesis, thinking about the deception. And everybody, when you get to thinking about Esau and Jacob and how Jacob deceived his father Isaac to get the blessing, I want you to know that not only was Jacob deceptive, he was deceived himself, and it was a whole family affair. It was a family failure. Every single one of them had been deceived. There are four scenes here. The first scene is Isaac and Esau. Isaac and Esau, Isaac being up in age, remembering what God had told Rebekah, decided he wasn't going to abide by what God said to do, told his son Esau, I'm old in age. I want to give you the blessing. I love the way you fix venison stew. Go kill a deer. Make your delicious stew. Come back in here. Bring me the stew. I'll have a time and I'll give you the blessing. That's scene number one. Isaac was going against what God had said. The elder's going to serve the younger. He knew what Rebekah was told by God. He was going against it. He sends Esau. He favored Esau. Well, of course, on the other side, does this happen in your family? On the other side, Rebekah favored Jacob. She heard about this, and she came to Jacob. This is scene number two. She says, hey, Jacob, your brother has gone out to make some stew for your dad, and he's going to get the blessing, and we don't want that to happen. Now, instead of having faith in God because God told her he would get the blessing, he would have Esau serve him, she says, I know what we need to do. I'll make the stew because I think I can make his... I taught Esau how to make that stew anyway. I can do better than him. I'll make that venison stew for your dad. And you go in. Your dad's just about blind. He's old in age. You go in and you tell him you're Esau and give him the stew and uh, he'll give you the blessing. Jacob says, I'd love to do that, but my brother's all hairy and I'm just plain. 
said, well, well, we'll take some animal skin, put it on your body, and you just, I'll take a pair of old, I mean, you know how Esau stinks. We'll just take one of those old shirts he wears all the time and put that on, and you can go in there, and you can just, and he'll be convinced that you're Esau. Well, Jacob follows through with his mother's advice, and he goes in, and he says to his father, he tells him three li two lies. His father asked him three times who he was, and he said, I'm Esau. I've been out, and I got your venison. And then verse 26 of chapter 27 of Genesis. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come now here and kiss me, my son. Verse 27, and he blessed him. Verse 28, here's the blessing. Therefore God give thee of the dew of the heaven and the fatness of the earth. That's the first thing he gave him a blessing for. You're going to have the fatness of the earth, plenty of corn and wine. You're going to be blessed agriculturally. God's going to take care of all those needs. Some have even suggested this word fatness here has to do with oil. Blessed with oil. I think there may be something to that, especially in light of the fact that Israel has just drilled at the southern end of the Dead Sea, which is deep stick oil, and they have found what is potentially the greatest oil deposit in all the world. I love it the way God does things. Here's the southern end of the Dead Sea. It's the lowest spot on the face of the earth, 1,200 feet below sea level. Here's Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Libya, all these oil-producing countries. <laughs> you know, if you take a straw and put it in a glass, you start to suck the straw, and the fluid comes out of the bottom of the glass, but the top of the glass starts to lower. <laughs> Wouldn't it be just like God to let him put a oil well right there at the southern end of the Dead Sea, start sucking that oil out and all the oil from here. <laughs> anyway, it's a blessing that God has promised. I'm not sure if fatness means that, but it could mean that, okay? That's the first blessing he's going to give him. Look at verse 29. Here's the second part of the blessing. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Look over at verse 37. I, Esau is going to come around for the blessing, and here's what God's going to use Isaac to say to Esau. Verse 37, And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord. What did, Jesus, what did God say to Rebekah? God said to Rebekah, The elder is going to serve the younger. Now the second part of the blessing Isaac gives to Jacob. Oh, you know the story. Jacob is going to become Israel. Israel is going to become a mighty nation chosen of God. And what this is saying right now, look folks, I want to start to focus in a little bit on what we're seeing happening today. What it says right now is those descendants of Esau, whoever they may be, are going to serve the Jew, the descendants of Jacob. And it's not because I said it, and it's not because politics says it, it's because God said it. One of the blessings are going to be fatness of the land. Number two, the nations are going to serve you, especially your brother. And then look right here. The last part of it says, Cursed be, last part of verse 29, Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, and blessed be them that blesseth thee. And if you don't believe that, you ask Great Britain if God doesn't curse those that cursed Israel. And I think you could ask George Bush Sr. You curse Israel, you're going to be cursed. James Baker, former Secretary of State, Use the Lord's name in vain against Israel. And I believe that's why George Bush lost. 
because God cursed him. Or you're blessed. That's what's going to happen. Thank you very much for joining us in this study of Esau and the Palestinians. Now, this is a five-hour audio series. You have just been able to listen to a portion of the introduction to this series. It's an audio series on CD, and it's available to you. You can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and go to our shopping mall and order your copy of the audio series on CD of Esau and the Palestinians. This series will help you to understand better what is going on in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict today and what God's plan is for the future. Thank you very much for joining us for this Bible study, and I hope it will help you to realize that the coming of Jesus Christ is close at hand. But before he comes back to the earth, at least seven years before that, he will shout, the archangel will shout, the trouble of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him at the rapture of the church. By the way, that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until.